0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North
1: Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand.
0: What are you
2: thinking? What are
1: you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts. Five.
2: With Derek Wetmore.
1: Now a drive to right and deep. Rito back at the wall. It is gone. A home run for CJ Crone, and it is five to nothing. That was on Fox Sports North. This is Score North on 1500 and ScoreNorth.com. It is the Score North First Place Twins Show Five Thoughts Edition. And it is the column that was so good. It couldn't be kept to the written word. We had to make it into a radio show. It is Derek Wetmore's brainchild. You can read his work, his thoughts, his musings on the twins at scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makhlouf. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. If you want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at scorenorth. And today's five thoughts are five things we know are for real about these Minnesota twins. How many games are we into the season, Derek Wetmore?
0: (laughs) Uh, long enough to know that some of these things are real and some not of just these fake. i think i i think we're far enough to know that it's happening
1: oh it's happening yeah
0: that's kind of like my it's happening point.
1: it's happening for sure and i i told people yesterday on mackie and judd with rami that i'm so sure it's happening that i don't want to hear pump the brakes i have <laughs> i'm not only not pumping the brakes manny i don't know if you heard this i've cut the brakes the brakes are cut.
2: You completely cut the I've brakes. Cu- I've cut the brakes. He doesn't need them. This is so it, any this. chance of an all stop. There's nope. this, it's this gone. This thing is it's full done.
1: speed ahead. <laughs> And if you can grab on, grab on. It's a fun ride. The e-brake doesn't have pads on it, nope.
0: so you're just not slowing this thing no, down. No emergency brake break or nope. anything No, nope. 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 emergency nope. brake. Can't slow this thing down. <laughs> emergency
1: break? No. <laughs> no, I've cut, I've cut all braking systems. There's no slowing this thing down. So, five things we know are for real about these Minnesota Twins. Derek, why don't you uh, lead things off and tell us what you know is for real Thought about these one, Minnesota Twins.
0: It's easy. Jose Barrios is an ace. I know that's for real. I guess I'm setting this up against the whole backdrop of we've been conditioned as followers of the Twins, whether it's in the media or as fans. Mm-hmm. Good start. What's next? And what I'm saying is good start. And that's okay because it's built up of some good components that I think will continue. Brios is one of them for me. Uh, just looking at his fan graphs page. And do I think he's going to finish the year with a 2.53 ERA? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, it's possible he could think finish with better, but I don't think he will is all, all I'm saying. He's got six wins. If you track pitcher wins, he will get to mm-hmm. 20 this year. That's kind of fun and interesting um, for some people, but I just, I know that as a, you know, sort of top of the rotation pitcher, I know Barrios is for real. He's got swing and miss stuff. He's got ace mentality. He's not even 25 yet. Did you know that? I'm like Manny. Does that surprise you? We've been talking about this guy for a couple years now, but he's 24. That's yeah.
2: I would have thought he was about 25.
0: 25, 26. Like he just he seems older now. He'll turn. This is uh, like two weeks from today. I think he turns 25. Okay.
2: May 27th. But but I would have guessed he would have turned like 26 this year.
0: I'm saying like yeah. yeah, He's been on the map for a while. His first year was a little rocky, and you're like okay, he's a kid. Let's see what he develops into, and then every year. To his credit, just another step forward. It's control or it's stemming that uh that big inning, or they call it damage control in the bigs. It was twenty sixteen
2: when he came up for the first time. Is that
0: the Rocky year? I'm trying to remember. That was the now.
2: 103 loss season.
0: I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, it made fourteen starts in twenty sixteen. So, yeah. you know, then seventeen was a little bit better. Eighteen was a little bit better than that. And now He's looking like a Game 1 starter for a team that's going to be playing games in October.
1: I, it's too early to talk about Cy Young race, and I don't know what some of the other aces around the American League are doing, but I can't imagine that there are there are too many guys in the American League or around Major League Baseball that have looked better on the mound consistently than, than Jose Barrios has to this point. Is it too early? I mean... Dude, you're I the mean, one that cut the brakes. Well, yeah, on the on the team as a whole, but I mean, for for awards, are we talking awards already? If we are, I mean, give Rosario the MVP, but I think it's too early. I think I just think
2: it's too early for that right now. But is it too early to think he could be starting the All Star game? No, In
1: Cleveland. I don't think it's too early for that, that at all. That would
2: be great. How about that?
1: That would be outstanding.
0: I mean, we talked preseason about guys who were going to have a shot, and Brios, of course, was one of them on the on the short list. I do think we came up with like nine names, but that's because we threw Williams Astadio in there too. So right. we're stretching a little bit maybe, but how fun would it be for Twins fans to send a half a dozen guys to the all-star game in Cleveland? I don't,
1: that's think, it's, it is this I don't think it's
0: out of the realm of possibility at all. So you talked about Cy Young too, and I'm not there yet with Brios because I see like I'm a guy and we've talked about this Rami. I watch pitching matchups. Like when I'm not watching the Twins, You're not going to catch me watching a Rockies Padres game just for the heck of it, but you will catch me watching a matchup of aces because I love pitchers duels. That's baseball to me. Right. So I see enough of these good arms around the league that I'm like, yeah, I mean, Barrios is on that list, but you can't just pretend that there aren't other great starters out around the American League. So I got curious. I got to dig in and I was on Twins Reddit the other day and somebody pointed me to this. Yes, there's a Twins Reddit and... ESPN does the Cy Young Predictor. You guys heard about this? Or have you ever followed the... No, I don't think so. Mm. They go through and they, based on innings and strikeouts and saves and ERA, and they try to predict. It was a brainchild of Bill James and uh, Rob Nier when he was working at ESPN. He might still be, I don't know. These They put together this sort of, how could you take the the, the formula, if you want to call it that, of what a pitcher did, his end results, and try to guess, based on everyone's results, who is going to be picked as the Cy Young. It's kind of an interesting concept. You go back and try to like retrofit the formula to say, oh yeah, that would have had Kluber and uh, Clayton Kershaw winning Cy Youngs that year. Oh, and they won it, so the formula works. It's probably not perfect. It hasn't been right every year for the last five years. I do, I do think it's done really well in picking some of those, and right now on that list, boys... Jose Brios is second on ESPN's Cy Young predictor in the American League. He's behind only Tyler Glasnow, who's of course had a phenomenal year for Tampa so far. Glasnow's got forty-three innings and a one-point-four-seven ERA. That's, that's pretty good. That'll get it done. That's pretty good. If he finishes the year with a one and a half, I I, I think he'll win. Brios probably. Brios is probably having probably a great a year. <laughs> that's, that's my hot take, Manny. That's me <laughs> stepping out on the limb and uh, taking. Brios is one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, based on results. And I know we're only whatever fifty innings into a season, so so we're not home yet. But with a two five three ERA, Brios is pitching like the ace of the Twins, and he's looking like an ace even compared to the rest of Major League Baseball. Can
1: I take your your first thought one step further and see if you agree with me? Please, is this thought number two? Nope, this is just building on oh, thought okay. number one. One B. All right, I think it's safe to say that. It's for real that this Twins pitching is for that this Twins pitching is better. Not that it's going to stay this good, but that it's it's better, that they've definitely improved their pitching yeah. with okay. some additions and with and with the coaching and finding some things in these guys with Jake Odorizzi, with especially Martin Perez, Michael Pineda's had some some rocky starts here yeah. early on, but I think overall and and you look at that bullpen and I think Across the And I think this is this is the best way to improve a baseball team is to not expect huge jumps from any individual guys in a given season and to not expect a team to go out and sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, but to just get a little bit more out of guys across the board. And I think when you look at the Twins pitching staff mm-hmm. across the board, starting with Barrios, who was already good, you're getting just a little bit more out of him. You're getting a lot more out of Jake Odorizzi than, than you probably expected. You're getting a lot more out of Martin Perez than you already expected. But I think you look at some of the guys in that bullpen. Taylor Rogers, what they unlocked with him at the end of last year. Blake Parker has been pretty good this year. I think you look up and down that Twins pitching staff, and they're just getting a little bit more out of some guys and a lot more than you expected out of a couple of guys in Odorizzi and Perez. Yeah, You in on that, Manny? Yeah,
0: totally. It's, it's not too early to say pitching is good? It's I better. Bet. It's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not
1: this good. I expect Odorizzi to come back down to earth. Martin Perez is 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 not Johan Santana. At least I'm not ready to declare that yet. Tell that to Martin Perez. <laughs> <laughs> but I want him to think that way. I, yeah. I want him to believe that he is Johan Santana or even better. But sure. I, just, I think it's safe to say, as we're going over the five thoughts, the five things that are for real with this Twins team this early on, Twins pitching is better.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was... When Derek Falvey was hired, that was thought as like his his bread and butter, right? Yeah. Like in terms of just identifying good pitching, and if there's somebody that is struggling, that there's there's some methods to try and maximize what you know what a what a middle of the road type of pitcher can be, and and just make the best out of those guys, guys that you may not have heard of before in the past, and turning them into reliable starting pitchers, reliable relievers. And now it seems like we're starting to see all of that come in place now.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I think it's a big reason he was hired. It yep. might be the reason he was hired. Frankly, if you are the Twins brain trust at the time and interviewing for Terry Ryan's replacement, who's going to take over this ship and, and sort of be that more than just a GM, but who's going to be that president, that leader of the baseball ops department? It's a pretty intriguing resume to be able to show somebody if if this is how it went down, I don't know, I wasn't in the meetings, they didn't ask my opinion, but they didn't? <laughs> it didn't come up. Really? No. no, well we didn't have a score on the first place twin show at That's the time. True. So. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Maybe maybe the consultations will start to tick up here in the future. Oh, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're in that room and looking for which direction is the baseball ops department headed and who's going to lead it. I mean, it's kind of what the Timberwolves did. Trying to hire Gerson Rosas. Mm -hmm. Okay, got to come from a good organization. Got to be forward thinking. You can't just be somebody who was in the room when success happened. You have to have helped cause that success. Yep. And if you're Falvey and you can march into that office and confidently say, here's how the Cleveland Indians do it on a shoestring budget. Here's how we took Corey Kluber, who was like a prospect, but not Nobody predicted he was going to win a Cy Young and turn him into a multiple Cy Young winner and one of the best pitchers in baseball. Here's the blueprint. He had to do the work, but this is sort of the guideposts that we gave him. And if you're Falvey and you can say to people who are interviewing you, confidently, I think I can do this with other pitchers. Give me some time. Let me build out a system. But in three years, we'll be signing Martin Perez in his six ERA and turning him into a number two starter. Like that's a that's a pretty impressive interview. Just little nugget to leave on their desk.
1: And I think you have to give credit to to Baldelli and and even more so to Wes Johnson because these are things Falvey and Levine were trying to instill in this organization. And and to have the the analytics and information department get right. that stuff to the players in a digestible way and and in an effective way where they would they would take it and they would use it and get the most out of it. And that wasn't happening under the previous coaching staff, and and it is now. So I think that's a huge part of why we've seen this improvement in, in the Twins pitching staff.
2: And I'm glad you mentioned Falvi and Levine, because let's not shortchange Thad here. Too. Good point. Because Thad was, Good point. had a nice run in Texas where it was a lot of the same thing. I mean, that was a team that won two pennants in a row, went to the World Series two years in a row, wasn't out away from winning the World Series the second time they went. I mean, so there there's it just seems like we're seeing everything that was thought about these two guys when they were hired. Everything is starting to really piece together and make a lot mean of it's sense all, with this club. It's all happening. It does seem like so it's happening. I think it's, happening. it's, I think it's all happening. It's it's happening. I think it's still happening. Things are starting to happen.
0: It's it. Yeah. Well, you
1: cut the brakes, so I cut know the brakes than I would. Oh, I cut <laughs> the brakes <laughs> flying down the road with it a is... bumper sticker, the size of my bumper that says it's <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right.
0: That's well, what's happening right then, now. Then you're driving the bus, man. Manny and I are just riding
1: shotgun. Uh, I'd be a little nervous with no brakes, but I trust you, Rami. I'm a good driver. It is fascinating. I delivered that... pizzas for like six years. I was basically a professional driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: More or less. Right. Okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, that's There's some meat on that bone for later, I'm guessing. But I just, I got lost in the point of Derek Falvey comes from a pitching background and people look at him as sort of that guy. Tech, uh. The Texas Rangers under, well, John Daniels and Thad Levine, that team that was like perennially in the World Series conversation, what was that built around? Position players. Right. They had the Nelson Cruz, the Ian Kinsler, the Michael Young, uh, Elvis Andrus, I guess, kind of towards the end of that. But they had this core of position players, and then it was get the pitching to go with it. Cleveland kind of did the opposite, mm-hmm. I think. At least that's my outward mm-hmm. perception. Pitching, 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 pitching. And now when you can sprinkle in a Lindor and a Ramirez and build the lineup that way, I, I, the Twins kind of have the best of both worlds from two different previously successful organizations.
1: And I think a big part of why the the pitching has been so improved this year, and again, this goes back to credit to Baldelli and Wes Johnson, is is all the shifting that they've done behind these pitchers because sure. when the ball is hit more often than it has been in the past there are guys there to field it and the, the, the twins are shifting I saw a stat earlier in the season and I don't know if this is still the case they're shifting at like three times the rate than, than they did just last year so really I think they're just putting guys in position to make outs more often than they did before and that makes your pitchers look really good. the bottom The bottom line is between your your pitchers and the and the seven guys behind them, just give up as few runs as possible. And and whoever gets the credit gets the credit. Yeah, it exactly. shows up in the pitcher's ERA. But there's a lot more to it than that.
0: Run prevention is the name of the game. Exactly. Front <laughs> offices talk about it all. Exactly. The time. The other teams right. from scoring. Yeah. Yep. Uh, promise we'll get to thought number two. But like I just you what you just said, we have to go off on this tangent. Uh, and plus, we got an hour to get through five thoughts. So Whole that's, hour. That's plenty. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. How do you guys – I think when the shifts first started infiltrating the game and we started seeing, like, lefty power, pull hitters see their averages dip and Chris Davis went from being a Superman to being the Chris Davis we now know and love – are you guys, are you guys, have you changed your mind on shifts at all over that time? Or it's, it sounds like both of you are pretty well accepting. It's still weird to me.
1: Like when yeah. I see a ball screaming up the that's middle what that, I'm asking. That's, yeah. that's always been a hit, it's still, it's still like somewhat surprising. I'm like, oh, there's a guy there. But it's not, it's, <laughs> oh, he's out. It, <laughs> it, right. it doesn't upset me. I don't, it, and, sure. and it never upset me. The more, to me, the more strategy you can inject into the game, the better. That's what I watch baseball for is for sure. strategy and for mind games. The chess match of the whole thing. And that's just wow. another that's just another element of it. And I know that's not what everybody's there for, but yeah. selfishly most, that's that's what I'm here most for. Most people are there to see the
0: skyline on a beautiful summer night. Chicks digging the long ball <laughs> and skylines. I
2: absolutely hate the shift.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. But
2: <laughs> but I think if if it's effective, then teams should use it. Sure. I don't I don't like it. It drives me crazy. But if it's effective then teams should use it, and if hitters don't like it, beat it yeah adjust hit the ball the hit the ball the opposite way if, if If teams are shifting because you're a predominantly pole hitter, well, find a way to beat the shift and hit the ball the opposite way and then the more the more hitters you start to see doing that better, yeah, then we'll start to see teams start to shift less and less. Probably. Right. I think. Yeah. You you would adjustment to the adjustment. I mean, personally, I don't like the shift, but I think if it's effective, if it's preventing teams from scoring, then everybody should use it.
0: So this is a fun talker, maybe for another day. But there was some research last year. I saw it. I think it was published at Baseball Prospectus, And I don't mean to misattribute it if it wasn't. But Russell Carlton was the author on this idea that the shift might actually its effects might be exaggerated like this is this was a, a brainy nerdy baseball deep dive from somebody who's really well thought um just thinks through things at another level and literally wrote a book on the shift so i can say he wrote the book on the shift and i I don't know, because the Twins must be looking at this stuff, too. They're much smarter than I am. They have many more bodies and hours devoted to the very thing that Baseball Prospectus was trying to answer, which is, is the shift working? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that conclusion was kind of like, yes, but barely, and there are some unintended consequences and whatever. Teams teams might not actually be better off for all the work they're putting into shifting. Uh, I don't know if that research has changed or if 2019 has brought new things to light or the twins probably are just three steps ahead and I don't know and haven't thought about some of these things. But it is interesting that for every time you hear a broadcaster who used to be a pitcher in the big leagues gripe about the good old days and say, Well, that's supposed to be a ground out in, in my day at jam shot, he's out. It's like that that might actually there might be something to that. I d I mm-hmm. don't know. Like I say, I'm not trying to paint this as like a open and shut case, but there is maybe some more talk to be had about are the trade-offs of the shift worth it and and I don't know it's it's inconclusive so to Manny's point like if it's working use it I'd love for the twins to come out and say like oh yeah it's it's working and here's how we know I said but last that's gonna do that I
1: said last year on a baseball <laughs> show I was hosting that. that the the future of the shift the evolution of the shift will be an extra outfielder that they'll just pull a guy out of the infield and put him in the outfield because the reaction to the shift hasn't been, I'll hit it the other way. It's been, well, I'll hit it over, the hit it over their heads and <laughs> hopefully over the fence. Yeah. So, right, right. so if that if that's what hitters are going to do in response to the shift, and teams have done it a couple of times to Bryce Harper this year, and that's part of the reason why he's having the season that he's having, I'm putting an extra outfielder in there, shallow and in the gap. And that, that way nothing falls in the gaps. And if it doesn't go over the fence, you're probably out.
0: Logan Morrison saw some four-man outfields last year. I think it's
1: going to be more and more. I think you're going to see... For those of you who laughed at me. (laughs) No, yeah, you're right. I mean, mean, unless they do (laughs) something to change the rules... They're probably not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Those Brewers fans are big, big fans
0: of the first-place Score North Twin Show. Score North first-place Twin Show. It's awful... There is a case to be made that if they're going to continue to shift and do all this kind of stuff, Javi Baez is going to be more uh, prolific, more... Uh, prevalent is the word that I was looking for, actually. Eddie Rosario, who can play infield and outfield, will be more valuable for his ability to move everywhere. And that coming up through the minors, you're just going to be training athletes to be baseball players. It's tough because even, even when you do specialize, it's really, really tough to get to the big leagues. It's even more difficult to do what Marwin Gonzalez does, for example, play a good third base, a good first base, pick it at short and play a corner outfield like that's really really challenging but there is something to this flexibility that i think rosters are going to start to value
2: more and more and more do you guys think that baseball will contemplate putting in rules to to stop teams from shifting yeah. i put
1: nothing past rob manford like yeah. an illegal defense in,
2: in the nba they have the three the three second the Right. defensive three seconds where you can't just so put Shaq a 7 So Shaq couldn't footer. park it. <laughs> so Shaq can't just stand in the middle of the paint and just wait for somebody right. to drive in so he can block the this, shot.
0: This is exactly why we tried to appoint Rami as commissioner. The commissioner of baseball, right. and right. we were perfectly willing to trade the major league offices. Rob Manfred can join the Score North Twin Show in perpetuity. I think if everybody wins. I, I think
1: everybody wins there because he brings right. he brings the notoriety to the show. I bring actual good ideas to the commissioner's office, and everybody's happy. And it's a big win-win. We could stop talking about this. Asinine idea of putting a roof well, on target fields. <laughs> I would mandate that any stadiums built here forth would have roofs on them unless they were built in the state of California. That would be that, and the robot umpire takeover would be my first two movements as commissioner of Major League Baseball. I support it. So it's, the
2: only open air stadiums in Major League Baseball would be in California. Yes, San Diego, the five that are in California. Anaheim, yes. Well, LA. they'll all be
1: open air stadiums because. There's this thing that I, people around here don't know about. It's a retractable roof. It opens when the weather is nice. It closes when the weather is bad. It's a 2019 is a magical time. We yeah. got to hit a quick break. It's the Scored North first place twins show. Five thoughts. The five things we know are for real about your Minnesota twins. Get in 651 646 8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. We'll be back right after this. I've become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever
0: scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: Minnesota Twins! Twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Right center and deep to the gap. Brito back. That ball is gone. Another two run home run for the Twins. It is seven to nothing. That was on Fox Sports North. This is Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. It is the Score North first place twins show. Five Thoughts. Edition. I'm Rami Makhlouf, Derek Wetmore here alongside. Find his thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. You can listen to this show and all of our Twins programming on the Score North mobile app. Download that and all of our Score North content is uh, at your disposal. Written and audio content at your fingertips within seconds. You can subscribe to all your favorite podcasts and uh, get push notifications when cool things, big things are happening. The more you listen there, the uh, more reward uh, reward points you rack up and a uh, chance to win cool, cool things. So go get that Score North mobile app. The five thoughts today are the five things we know are for real with your first place, Minnesota Twins. We spent the whole first segment talking about Jose Barrios and the Twins pitching, which we declared is better, that we know that's for real. It may come back down to earth and may regress a little bit, but it's better than Twins pitching was previous thought. Number two, I think that the Twins offense as a whole is for real right now. They are fifth in both runs per game at 5.31 and fifth in run differential at plus 44. And yesterday, Derek, there was a, uh, a Debbie Downer in the studio when I was cutting the brakes on this twin season, who was telling me that Jorge Polanco won't keep this up. This won't continue. Who else, who else was he talking about? I don't know. Where are you going with this? Was it me? I think it was you. Oh, okay, Mitch Garver <laughs> won't keep hitting nervous. like this.
0: Uh,
1: this this Eddie Rosario can't keep up these numbers, these paces, these guys are on is is off the charts and and unsustainable. And you're uh, right, you were right.
0: Okay, I was gonna say. I mean, maybe they do have Alex Rodriguez <laughs> playing shortstop. No, and Barry Bonds as their backup not, catcher. No,
1: Barry Bonds is not in catcher's okay. gear behind the plate Just for the checking. Minnesota Twins. But I think that first of all. Call it, hasn't me even, a Debbie it hasn't even gotten warm yet. <laughs> the The ball is going to start flying faster and farther yeah. if it ever gets warm in the state of Minnesota. If it if it ever if it ever gets warm here,
0: it will. I know you're new here, but you're going to
1: see more power production from this from this Twins team. And while some of these guys will regress and take a step back, first of all, I don't think it's a huge step back for Polanco. I think this is pretty close to what he is. I think the Twins saw this and that's why you saw him give him a contract extension before the season started. The guy can hit. The guy can straight up break. No kidding. And yeah. I don't I don't think there's going to be a huge drop off from him. But I think that there is there is room between where they are now and the ceiling for Byron Buxton who's hitting the ball a lot harder right now and like I said, it's going to get warmer, the ball will fly farther as Byron Buxton is continues to hit it this hard and we get deeper into the season. I think there's more power production and you'll see his OPS creep over 800 before before all is said and done. I think there's still room for improvement with Byron Buxton. I think Max Kepler, we haven't seen the best of him. And the guy who I really, well, Marwin Gonzalez is another one, got off to a very slow start offensively. But the guy who I really don't think we've seen his full potential yet, especially when it comes to power, is Nelson Cruz. I think when the weather Mm. warms up, you're going to see more power production from him and I just don't think he's really found his groove yet. So while there are two or three or maybe even four guys in that lineup who probably will regress, I think there's two, three or four guys in the lineup who will pick up that slack and we'll probably see better from them. Is that crazy? Am I am I am I out of line here? Well, I don't think you're out of line. I mean, I have cut the break, so I'm I'm a crazy man at this point. It's very clear I'm that wild. you have a reckless abandon. Reckless. With which
0: you're following this team. Reckless. Right now. You know what? Miguel Sano going to be back soon, too. That, that could, too.
1: That, that could even really help that. this. Well, Astadillo will be back yep, soon. Yep. That should help raise the ceiling. Uh,
0: Miguel Sano actually just put on his Instagram, I think it was yesterday. I don't know if this is breaking news. I don't know if this is out there, but he said he was headed to AAA. So. That means he's one step away from the big leagues on his uh, quick tour through the minor leagues. Uh, Rehab, I don't know exactly what date they have circled. We asked Thad Levine on Monday. He wouldn't pen down a specific date because why would you? You're just trapping yourself into a corner. But it did sound like sooner rather than later that Miguel Sano will rejoin the Twins lineup. And there you go. There's a third baseman, first baseman, DH, they're going to give him some days off early, but there's a bat that the Twins can add to this already great offense. Uh, it's going to be kind of a fun puzzle for Rocco Baldelli and co to figure out how do all the pieces fit together on a given night? But that's how do you play good, the matchups? It's a good problem to have. Oh, great problem. A great problem to have. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think you're way out of line saying that this offense is for real. I think it's going to finish a top five offense in the American League. I said that before the season, and and now it's just like, you know, blast off. <laughs> And some of the guys will come down. Some of the guys will go up. Miguel Sano sliding in there helps. You know, knock on wood, they might deal with some injuries over the course of the summer. Two years ago, injuries wrecked them. Right. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a really interesting group that they've assembled together, and I don't see it falling off the edge of a table. I I, I think that they're going to continue to be productive all season long.
1: Manny, are you convinced this offense is for real?
2: Yes. Will continue Absolutely. to
1: produce at this level, if not better.
2: Yes, all right. I mean there, there's there's no reason for me to think that this offense is going to tail off at all, and they'll they'll have. I mean, we Judd and I did a rap with Roycey yesterday, and you know, and Pat made the point that you know there's going to be a handful of games where they don't where they don't hit, sure, them, or they hit a little bit of a cold spell, but I think overall, I don't see this offense hitting a hitting a real wall. At all, especially as we get closer to the summer months. Yeah,
0: do what Toronto just did and score one run in a three game series. Uh, that right. ain't happening. Not with this group. They've already taken some good pitchers and not only pitched with them toe to toe. I'm thinking Oda Rizzi uh, had a big matchup with Verlander and Barrios has had a couple of those already this year. Of course, they're going to represent themselves well there, but like offensively, I mean, Nelson Cruz is not afraid of. Noah Syndergaard. No. Bad example because he didn't play him, I guess, National League. But you know what, my point. Like, oh, that's an ace over there? Oh, cool. Well, we're a great offense, so he probably doesn't want to face
1: us today. All right, Manny, thought number three. Things we know are for real about these Minnesota Twins.
2: I think Mitch Garver is for real, guys. Wow. Like how for real? For real in that I think the bat is legit, and I think all the improvements he's, he's made on defense is legit. I think he is a viable option at catcher for for a number of years going ahead. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's, is he going to be 140, you know, 100, catch 140 games a year? I don't think anybody's going to really do that anymore. I think that position is is changing, as we've talked about before. But I think Mitch Garver is a legit guy that you can put behind the plate a significant amount of times yeah. during the course of a 162-game season.
0: I mean, he's they used to talk about him like the catcher of the future. He might, he's probably still the catcher of the future, but he looks like the catcher of the present right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason Castro's been good. I no, can't take that away from him. He is in the final year of his three year deal. It's like, this is kind of Mitch Garver's spot as you pencil this thing out going forward. It, it's fascinating to see not only the Barry Bonds numbers on offense, but to Manny's point, he has made those subtle improvements behind the play. I think
1: that's flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah, but yep. it's huge. Oh, it, it's for a Twins pitching
0: staff to now get to the point where they trust you implicitly. That's a hard jump to make in the big leagues.
1: I mean, how often do you I was watching them uh, on the ESPN game that they had last week and yeah. how often do you hear commentators in in a nationally televised game? Like you might get this in in a local game because they're talking about the team so much that eventually they dig a little deeper than 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 the nationals than the national call would, but how often do you hear guys on a nationally televised game talking about the way a catcher is setting up and framing pitches? Yeah. <laughs> you don't they see spent that. a good two or three minutes wow. on it with Mitch Garver last week when they were on ESPN and Boot and uh, not Bucci Gross, um Gross, Bugsiambi yeah. and uh, Rick Sutcliffe were talking about how great of view he's giving he's giving the umpire to call the low strike and that hmm. was something that John uh, uh, who am I thinking of John no not John Krasinski he's the Wolves guy for the Athletic um, Dan Hayes wrote a long article about yeah. during spring training yeah. that they a were changing the way these catchers were setting up and having them lower to the ground and b brought in umpires to, to get their opinion on, Hey, are we giving you a better view to call the low strike? And I think that you're seeing, you're actually seeing the results of it. And again, this goes back to what I mentioned in, in the first thought of five thoughts, which is that the, for whatever reason, the conduit from front office and information and analytics down to coaching and actually getting the results out of all that stuff is much better now than, than it seems to have been in the past. Yeah, well, and they've got a
0: catching coordinator, and that helps, Tucker. You would think so. And all, like also part of it is the player needs to buy into it. Right. That's the thing. It's like, we can talk about structure and framework, and I can make you better. No, that's what
1: I mean, is that to, to put it in a yeah, way yeah, yeah. that, that it, it's, it gets through to the player, that it's digestible and usable. And then for that player to be like,
0: yep, I'm going to be a better player. I am taking the onus of this. I'm going to work all offseason on my flexibility and on thinking about this stuff and my strength and my presentation of the baseball. And all, like, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And you could just be like, nah,
1: I'm going to hit bombs and. Like, dude, I've been catching my whole life. You yeah. tell me now how to yeah, set up. That's right. I squat down, I catch the ball. He calls ball or strike, I throw it back. <laughs> or if somebody hits it, that's what happens. Yeah. A it's- year ago, oh.
2: if the Twins would have made the playoffs a year ago, I don't think you could make a case for having Mitch Garver play catcher in a playoff game for you. But now I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, well, now he's going to
0: start game one of the ALDS. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Like that's what it's looking like. And you feel good about it. You're not, you're not, they're at a point now where I don't think they're worried about anything with him now.
0: No, I would agree with that assessment. I I think that they are confident in what they get in Castro Mm -hmm. and confident beyond belief in what they're getting from Garver right now. And then when Astadio gets back, he's sort of mixed in really just not that often behind the plate, but they trust when he does go back there that it's going to be fine and that the bat would make up for any shortcomings. But they do have like a really interesting group now where they can spread the workload. And as Manny said, that that bell cow catcher is going away. You're not going to see a guy catch 145 games like maybe ever again. I don't know when Sal Perez comes back next year, but you're not going to see that sort of heavy, heavy workload. And for the Twins, at least at the moment, that get the kind of production that they're getting from all three of those guys, I mean, it's been awesome. And for 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 them, it's a great sign, too, that you know you can trust any one of those three if someone needs a spell.
1: So quick recap with three thoughts through five thoughts here on the uh, Score North First Place Twins show. First thought, we think Jose Barrios is an ace and Twins pitching is better than it's been in the past. The offense is for real. And Mitch Garver is for real those are our three thoughts so far the five things that we know are for real when it comes to this minnesota twins team 651-646-8255 if you want to get in on it we're on score north on 1500 and Scorenorth.com And back right after this
0: score north twin show have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin on score north and Scorenorth.com.
1: On a drive to right field and deep back is Brito. that ball is gone A wonderful at bat for Jorge Polanco. A two run home run, and it is three to nothing. It's happening on Fox Sports North, and here on the first place Twins show on Score North on 1500. Five thoughts edition. Five things we know are for real with these Minnesota Twins is today's edition 6516468255 so far we've said twins pitching is better we know that's for real we've said that uh this offense is for real and Mitch Garver maybe not Barry Bonds in catcher's gear but on some level he's for <laughs> real and they've they've found their catcher 6516468255 let's squeeze in a couple of calls here before uh, we give our final two thoughts we'll go to Billy in Minneapolis you're on the Score North first place Twins show what's up Billy mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I I, I had a couple things, but my main thing I wanted to say is, uh, how serious are they about Baumgartner? Are they even talking about it, or or is it just wishful thinking on our part? Because I I gotta think, a guy like that, you know, he he might he's on a bad team, just like Verlander was, and he'd come over to a new league where they haven't seen him, and I think he has a little chip on his shoulder, and he might just be, he might just be the answer. I don't know. And and what would we have to do to get him? I, I, I just, I haven't heard anybody from the Twins talk about him other than, talk show and, and like like I said, wishful thinking. Yeah, I think at this point, thanks for the call, Billy. It's 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 mostly reckless speculation, right? Yeah, it's reckless speculation. I don't know how serious any trade talks really are in baseball right now. It's rare that yeah, significant well, trades are made at this point in the season.
0: Also, if you're Thad Levine and you're on the horn with the Giants every afternoon saying like, okay, now? Okay, now? what would the pr-? You're not going to tell us. Right. <laughs> like, why would you tell? Yeah,
1: actually, uh, we're just kind of negotiating trying to get the price down. I think if if i'm if i'm some teams i'm really not interested in Madison Bumgarner because he hasn't really been the same Madison Bumgarner for for a little while now but if i'm the twins and i just unlocked what i unlocked in Martin Perez and i've done what i've done with jayco Odorizzi if if i see if i if i pull West Johnson into a room and and the other the other powers that be the other brain trust around the pitching yeah. and say hey is there something here is there something that we can unlock or or tap into here that'll get him back in 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 the form that won him a Cy Young in a World Series for the Giants a few years ago, I would trust him if they said yes. And I'd look at he asked to what
0: what would it cost to get him? That's sure. a totally yeah. another conversation. But I would go back and look at ace trades at the deadline in the past and say, hmm, that's that's your starting point. Yeah. Well, I don't really love the whole Verlander, prospect list. I think thing.
1: Verlander is a fair comp. That's well, it. I but, was just going to say. But didn't they have Verlander. another year
0: though? They had like a year and two months, or was that the final year of his deal? I'm not sure about that. I thought that, he to be was team control me. one more time, I like I when they traded been. Garrett That's Cole was traded from Pittsburgh when he was supposed to be their ace, and you got some prospects for him. But it's like you had control at that point. Garrett Cole's going to be a free agent this winter, so you were trading for more than three months, which you'd be trading for three months of Mad Bomb. So. I'd look at those trades and be like, "That's the ceiling. Come on down from that, and then we'll talk." Let's get in, uh, David,
1: who's listening all the way in Alabama. What's up, David? Hey guys, uh, your talk about Snow made me crawl out of the pool and give you a call. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Roll Tide, David. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice down here. Hey, uh, I looked up. Uh, I believe it was this morning, and out of 15 at bats, Snow had six strikeouts. That is concerning to me at Double A for the uh, the level of pitching. What do you guys think?
0: It's a good point because that's always going to be a part of Sano's game is the strikeout to power tradeoff. It doesn't it doesn't scare me. I don't look at it. I'd have to see the actual at bats and see if he's just completely overmatched by 22 year olds with junk stuff. But if there's like if he runs into some pitchers who are just they have heat because everybody has heat now and he's essentially in spring training mode of. I don't care about the stats, I care about getting my timing and identifying pitches and going deep into at-bats so that I can see more and get my work in, then it wouldn't bother me. So I guess, long way of answering your question, David, I'm more concerned about how is the approach in the at-bats going, and I just haven't watched any Pensacola games to know. And
1: I don't think Miguel Cenoa at his best is still going to strike out a lot. Yeah, he'll be a 35% strikeout guy and you'll take it. He's going to be... If you're lucky, you'll be Joey Gallo. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) know He won't have the game power. He won't have
0: the strikeouts. But, like, that's a fair comp. That's a player you're looking at. He did put on his Instagram, uh, it was yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, it's, like, agility running, and... He's quick, man. He's, he's a big boy. We always talk about that, but he's looking good in the video that I was watching. And he put in the uh, caption of that. He said, feeling awesome again with a sunglasses emoji. He said, triple A, here I come. So Miguel Sano making his way through the minor leagues. Yeah, he's striking out, but he's also hitting for some power. And I just, I think that's who Miguel Sano is going to be.
1: All right. Thought number four what we think is for, what we know is for real with this Minnesota Twins team, Derek. Well, you know it's
0: happening. Yes. You, you're so sure it's happening that you've cut the brakes. Cut the instead brakes. of pumping them. Do
1: not tell me to pump the brakes. I won't. On it this wouldn't guy. matter if I pumped them. <laughs> they're, they're cut. They're, it's just a, it's no just fluid a dead brake line. It's just... <laughs> is that how that works? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. You'd know better I, than that. I me. have no idea, actually. <laughs> Don't one, let me work on a car ever. One thing that I <laughs> think
0: is for sure for real is Taylor Rogers as an ace reliever. He's got like a one and a half ERA Agreed. right now. I think he's going to finish the year with an ERA below two. And I think he's going to finish the year with a strikeout rate above 30%. That puts him in in the category of the elite relievers in baseball. Um, I don't think you're going to see a Craig Kimbrell 50% strikeout rate from Taylor Rogers anytime soon, but as an ace reliever weapon out of the Twins' bullpen, I think that this is for real. He's been doing it for long enough now that I'm not sitting here saying, flash in the pan, lefty reliever Taylor Rogers. I'm saying relief ace fireman Taylor Rogers.
1: heads up the Twins' bullpen. On what level? Like, give me a comp. Like, is he Andrew Miller for the Indians a few years ago? Josh Hader for the Brewers last year? He's a step below those two guys.
0: Okay. He's... he's flexible in the way that andrew miller and josh
1: Hader sure, are we give seen you two that. innings if you need it you can bring them in, in the sixth seventh eighth or to close the game out in the ninth
0: in october i'm really going to be curious to see how they use him in a short series because he hasn't done a whole lot of the whole six out thing he hasn't done a whole lot of the come in in the sixth inning thing but he is the best reliever that the twins have in that bullpen he's a viable weapon for him i think it's legit and i'm just let's see get through the season healthy, keep mowing them down, Mr. Rogers, and then come
1: October, fascinated to see how the Twins are going to try to manage their bullpen. When you look at some of his numbers, and it is downright impressive. His strikeout-to-walk ratio is 5.5 to 1.
0: He's filthy. He's filthy. Righty and lefty, you can't touch him. The slider that he added last year really helped him neutralize righties. But the thing is, too, now you see it up against lefties. It's a big weapon there, too. I mean, you picture it. You're a left-handed hitter. So you don't see a whole ton of lefties just coming up to the on the way to the big right. leagues. But then you've got this lefty who's kind of like he's not he's not Chris Sale, but he's this skinny like arm. Right. The skinny army reliever, right? It's just a lot coming at you. Coming from the left side. And then if you're a left handed hitter, so picture yourself standing in the box with that thing coming down on you. Not only does he have a mid nineties fastball that he can paint, so you're like, Okay, I gotta look out for that, but he's also got the slider that's going to break away from you. That's going to be a real challenge. And then to pair that uh with the curveball too that he has. I just I see Taylor Rogers as just it's a really good thing for the Twins to have unlocked. That dude's going to get paid someday. For right now, he's the anchor around which the Twins bullpen is built, and I see him being in sort of that like elite class of relievers. Even if he you mentioned two guys who could have won the Cy Young, so right. like I, I'll come down a little bit off of that that level, yeah. But maybe
1: diet that. And that's Taylor Rogers, a one seven two ERA. Can you imagine a bullpen with Craig Kimbrell and Taylor Rogers? I know, I know. Or
0: any any other elite relief pair him with somebody sure. to get for in a trade or something right. like that, uh, or if Fernando Romero becomes awesome. Because you then th- this is dangerous. Not, for not, sure.
1: not only what those two guys can do together, but you, you lessen the importance of the other guys in the bullpen who you don't trust as much. Yeah, that's I right. mean, when you have if you have a Rogers and Kimbrell or like you said, another another bullpen ace that yeah. you may be able to acquire through a trade, mo- almost any game that you're winning sixth inning and or later it's it's a wrap. Good night. It's done. It's over. Good night.
0: Yeah. That's the fascinating thing about it. Is like on the whole we don't see this bullpen as elite but they do have at least one arm that absolutely is elite and I, i'm looking at his fangraphs page i know you'll be shocked to hear that but you he's given up three no. it's, a, it's a it's a nerdy baseball website that's for that baseball nerds stats. what do you mean so taylor rogers given up 3 earned runs this year and I just happen to remember that one of them was that inside the park home run that Byron Buxton turned a double into, into a home run. By, Byron right. Buxton is excellent, amazing right. center fielder defender. So I'm not trying to rip him, but he turned what would have been a double for just about any center fielder, turned it into an inside the parker. And that is one of Taylor Rogers' earned runs this year. What's <laughs> one, That's one of three? So he's given right. up right. two. So his, his ERA
1: really shouldn't even be 172. It right. should be lower than that. He's not getting
0: enough credit for being the great pitcher that he is by his. Inflated 1.72 earned run average. That's Manny, bananas. any
2: any doubts about Taylor Rodgers or is he, you're convinced as we are that he's for real? I've seen enough. Going back to how lights out he was at the end of last year, and he's basically picked up right where he left off last year. I'm I'm sold on him. He's the like he is honestly, believe it or not, the the guy on this roster that I worry about the least. Like I'm not worried about him at all. I've seen enough from him. I can In that see that role that yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about him. I mean, he's going to have an appearance later this season where he might give up a run or two and, you know, people will sort of overblow that and everything. But sure. I think overall, what we're seeing from Taylor Rogers is who Taylor Rogers is. Yeah.
0: He does a job, man. He, yep. he shows up to the park and he does what you need him to do. I was just looking up another nerdy baseball website that has his uh, pitch usage and his pitch mix. Uh, I guess I didn't really realize this, but he's gone from, throwing a curve last year, about a third of the time, he's down to 6% with the curveball. So he's really basically a fastball slider lefty now, but he's missing bats like crazy. He's racking up strikeouts. He's not letting base runners on, and he's not letting those runners that do get on around to score. He's, he's doing everything that you need of a lights-out reliever, and I, I do think it's for real.
1: All right, we're running out of time here. Fifth and final thought, five things we know are for real, and this isn't necessarily about the Minnesota Twins, but I know it's for real that the Indians are done. It's <laughs> over. It's a wrap. You can call it. It's official. Time of death was last week when Corey Kluber went down with an arm injury.
2: Hang on. Hang on. Oh, wow. I yep. got to gotta put something here. Say, say that. Say that first part again, Rami.
1: I know it's for real that the Indians are done. <laughs> it's over. I'm telling you, the Indians are done. You can wrap, you can put a uh, nice little a nice bow touch. on the AL Central. That was a nice touch. It's over. May it's 10th. Done.
0: May 10th, we decided, well, la- last year I did, on May 1st, I wrote a column and said the Twins aren't going to the postseason, and that was not a very and were popular you right? column. Yes, I was you right. You are right. But it was viewed as very premature uh, for calling it. I would say May 10th is a little early to write off a good team like the Indians, but it's sure trending that way, unless, man.
1: Unless the Royals or the White Sox or the Tigers surprise, this this division belongs to your Minnesota Twins. So thought number five might as well be, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Thought number five is, your 2019 AL Central champion, Minnesota Twins, bomb sound effect, please. Thank you. It's over. It's the wrap. <laughs> I... I it's hard to argue. Like <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Try to play it down the center. You're Mr. Pump the brakes. Yeah, exactly. You're Mr. Pump the brakes. I get my brakes regularly tuned and checked, so I that not. I can often
1: tap them. No, I do not. Them.
0: I cut them. You drain the brake fluid and get rid of the pad. I don't know how all that. I wouldn't even works. trust
1: myself to cut my <laughs> own brakes. I'd take it to someone be like, cut my brakes. You'd get a hitman. Yeah. You'd hire him. I'd take to... it to Midas or whatever, and I'd be like, I want these brakes cut. <laughs> I don't want brakes when I leave here. Excuse guy. me,
0: sir. Do you know how reckless that is? <laughs> We can't, we can't
1: let you drive away with that.
0: Do it! I don't I care. I said do it.
1: I don't care. Hashtag it's happening.
0: I'm Mr. Play It Down the Middle, like let's wait and see. I don't even look at the standings until June 1st. And yet, the way that things are trending with both of these two clubs, you mentioned the Kluber injury. You neglected to mention the Mike Clevenger injury, which also kills them. Uh, Lindor missed some time early,
1: but that I offense know, I didn't, just... I- I, I didn't know you forget didn't. about Clevenger. I was just saying, I, I, st- I was still giving him a chance, a slight chance, but a chance yes. until they lost Kluber.
0: And that was the final nail in the coffin. Right. And Most then they hadn't... flatlined,
1: and then it was like, boom. That was it for the Indians. Most
0: season. people hadn't start constructing their ca- their coffin and you've got it like six feet underground and nailed shut. Yep. It's done. It's done. You're already so- dumping dirt on the coffin and everything. <laughs> just shovel just it right in there. Burying it. Yep, man. we'll just get Indians dirges here for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of the score north first place twins show. That'd be a good way to close the show. It it really like I I try to play it down the center and just the way that both of these teams are trending, it's tough to ignore that things really aren't looking good in Cleveland. And on the flip side of that, things are looking really, really good in Minnesota, not only this summer, but
1: I think for the foreseeable future. This was a very sunny show, you guys. This was a very bright and sunny this show. Might be
0: the most optimism reigns we shoved into one. Five thoughts
1: in its history. Cut those breaks, Derek Wetmore cut those breaks, Manny Hill. I not know. I think I'm going to get tuned up this weekend. <laughs> if you missed any portion of this show, you can find this and all our Score North Twins shows by searching Score North Twins wherever you download podcasts or do yourself a favor, do us a favor, get that Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android and subscribe to all your favorite shows. Give us your five-star ratings. And the more you listen, the better chance you have